0: everyone, I'm Alexa. And I'm Catherine. Nope, I said Catherine. (laughs) That was like a combination, GK. I've never done that in anything outside of this. I don't know what the fuck that is. Okay. Oh gosh. Hey everyone, I'm Alexa. (laughs) I'm Catherine. And we're the girls behind tickets, please. And on today's episode, we're talking about Dawson's Creek Season 2. So I finished the Kardashians and I already started at a place in keeping up with the Kardashians because <laughs> it was over and I was immediately sad that I didn't have any more to watch. So you find it as comforting as I do? A, h- a thousand percent, yes. And you love them now? I do. I can't believe it. If our listeners only knew how far of a journey you have taken. I can't believe that I'm saying that. I never I hated them, especially Kim. You're going to have to update us as you watch the older seasons. Yeah. What season did you start at? So I was just kind of scrolling through them and looking at the thumbnails and reading the descriptions and seeing like what was happening to pick a place, and I actually ended up picking the season The Robbery in Paris with Kim just cuz like I I feel like I remember that part of time and then I was going to just pick from there and I feel like it's I think it's it was 2016 is what it said when I was watching. So it was recent enough where it didn't feel like I was watching it from 10 years ago. So that's so did, it you ac- did you see the episode where it happens yet? Yeah, I did. Okay. If you watch from there all the way through to the end of Keeping Up, you will have watched probably more of it than me. Really? Yeah, because I watched so sporadically over the years that mm. there were certain seasons I only saw a couple episodes or, or didn't at all. But I do, I did watch the season you're on now. Mm. I never thought I would watch it. And I never thought I would Crazy. like it, certainly. I thought they would annoy me too much. I love them. Aren't all. they shockingly non annoying? I am blown away each episode that they're not annoying. You know that if we are to stay alive and see the I know that you haven't seen The Hills. So you probably will not get the reference, but when Joey, and of course this happened before that, but when Joey doesn't go to France because she wants to stay and be with (laughs) Dawson, I could not believe I was experiencing that a second time. So what happens in the hills? Give me more context that I know. I can't I can. describe it to you because you have to see it for yourself. Oh my gosh. It's, a, it's one of the most pivotal moments in all of the hills. Really? Yes. You know what's weird is that even though it is, I've literally never heard that. Like I've never, you know how sometimes when a, a pivotal moment from something. You've never heard people say, and Elsie no. didn't even go to Paris. No, I haven't. I've heard other well, things trickle down from society about the hills, but that's not one. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to, we're going to have to watch that soon. It's just still unwritten. <laughs> but also like, why is everybody always going to Paris? Carrie. Why more importantly, Rachel, why is everybody oh, not going? Oh my why God. There? Yeah. Why is everybody. Oh, and Rachel. Yes. Why is everybody not going to Paris for a guy always or in Carrie's case the only reason she actually went to Paris is cuz that's where the guy was going. <laughs> cuz I was the next thing I was going to say is why is the guy never going to Paris but he did and she, <laughs> and she finally went. <laughs> <laughs> My first quote of the season is on Joey not going to France when Dawson says seriously Dawson what do you think?
1: I'm, I'm a I'm, I'm ecstatic. I'm psyched. I'm, I'm
0: aroused. Aroused? Yeah. Ew. Oh my God. Ew. Is everything about their relationship as cringy as I told you it would be? I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth, but I actually found Dawson less cringy this season than the first one. Agreed. I was thinking about this while I was watching because of how much we fixated on how annoying he was. And I got to thinking about how when I first watched through it, did I always find him as annoying as I did in season one? I think the answer is no. I think he gets better. It just becomes, he's a little softer in his defiance and depending on things. So while he always has that analytical, ridiculous quality. It's not as blatant and as self-righteous as he is in season one. So he is better. Yes. He's less self-righteous. That's absolutely true. I actually think Joey's behavior in their relationship, I'm kind of on Dawson's side. I could see how you could feel that way. I think Joey is going through a lot. Yes. (laughs) Yes. To say the least. (laughs) But I was proud of her when she decided to find herself and she started taking art classes and stuff. Yes. yes, I really felt like that was a good choice for her. But Dawson did seem a little like a confused puppy. Yeah, that's more what I mean. So I don't mean maybe that I was on Dawson's side. I just mean I like the choice that Joey made. I love the conversation that they have it's way later about how she always dreamed of being with him. For so long, all I
2: thought about was you. I mean, all I dreamed about was you. What happened? I got my dream.
0: And and now I feel like I don't have anything else. I loved that conversation. Because I feel like she was so clear about explaining her feelings and why she needed to be by herself. I think where the confusion then comes in is like, it seems like she kind of goes back on that. She gets with Jack immediately. Then she's kind of, it seems a little from Dawson's point of view, like she may be toying with him in a way because she says one thing and it seems so like convincing and makes sense. And he's trying to be understanding of that. And then she, it doesn't like follow through. I can see how he would, absolutely feel that way but looking at it from her perspective getting with jack was a totally different experience and a totally new thing for her so i can see how both of them made those choices really yeah or or thought about it that way Mm -hmm. because i actually think you're right she might i think she explains that to him too about the jack thing because he finally at some point asks her why did you
1: break up with me and run straight to jack
2: it wasn't you. Look, it was never about looking for something better, Dawson. It was about looking for someone who wasn't so close to me. So I could tell where I ended and he began. I mean, our lives have always been so intertwined that in many ways I feel like you partially invented me, Dawson that scares me so much. I need to find out if I'm capable of being a whole person without you.
0: Oh, I didn't remember she said that. Yeah, Yeah, she says something about how Jack, she could still feel like she could be herself because it was someone that wasn't exactly like her. Yeah. I thought Jack and Andy were two of the best... Characters we've had, I literally wrote. They were both really good actors. I wrote down the same thing. (laughs) I said, I said the addition of Andy and Jack really brings up the group average. We really, their characters are Jack is one of my favorites, if not my favorite character of the whole show. I love Jack. His friendship with Jen, you're only just now like getting to it at the end of the season. It is I. If we do a part two of our best TV friendships, Jack and Jen are on it. When Jack has Jen move in with him, and then at the very end, she goes to her grandma, which, by the way, she really tells her what's happening. (laughs) It's like, Jen. But then when her third condition is that Jack can move in with them too, because he also doesn't want to be alone anymore. And the significance of that, because it doesn't just mean logistically alone. It means... emotionally alone right Uh, seeing him sitting there on that on that swinging bench thing (laughs) thing i'm so glad that's happening that they're going to be living together with jen's it's the best the three of them are amazing i can't wait another really exciting thing for me was seeing two guest stars in ali larder and rachel lee cook which i know for you doesn't feel the same way Because they're queens of late 90s, early 2000s teen movies. Fill me in. Because I only knew Allie Lauder from um, Final Destination. And who's the other one? I don't even think I know her name. Rachel Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel Lee Cook is from She's All That. Oh. Have you not seen that? I haven't. Allie Lauder was in Drive Me Crazy. Oh, okay. Varsity Blues, Legally Blonde, obviously Final Destination, which you said. A Lot Like Love. Oh wow, these. these are huge! I've I've seen um, obviously I've seen Legally Blonde. I haven't seen any of the others you said. I think these are probably these and what was the other one we realized? Thrillers? Oh yes, that are. Oh no, legal, legal, thrillers, legal thrillers. Yes, are my <laughs> That are gap. your gaps. Yeah. Rachel Lee Cook was in the the original Babysitters Club movie. Oh okay. Josie and the Pussycats. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen any of these. Well. I wish you had because then you would have experienced the intense joy that I did. (laughs) I don't know about that because Rachel Lee Cook's character is so effing annoying that I don't think I would have experienced any (laughs) exciting to see her though. (laughs) How irate was I when Dawson read Joey's journal. I said out loud, you better not touch that journal, motherfucker. And I knew he was going to do it, and he did. Joey was so mad, and she had every right to be. Yeah. Uh, Insane, but it did lead to them making up in the rain after their fight, and it was iconic. (laughs) 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 I think that's around the time when they have a conversation sitting outside, and she says to him, This
2: hidden yearning that I've been
0: squelching, and... Oh God, how oh, horrible. <laughs> oh my God. I never thought yearning could get worse, but when you put it near squelching, I, it gets worse. <laughs> God. When, when Tamara showed back up, I knew it was happening because I think you told me, I don't remember why,
1: but yes, you told because, me she yeah, we going to be. Yeah, we were reading
0: descriptions and, and, and her episode is called Tamara Returns. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> my only note on that is Pacey, when they're in that, warehouse together tells her that he's grown up <laughs> what, what from 15 and a half to 16 how could your note not be when she leaps into his arms and he twirls her around as they kiss <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me <laughs> they're reuniting and kiss is the most extra ridiculous thing especially considering the circumstance I was just so thankful they didn't sleep together again. that I think that overshadowed everything else. Actually, let me rephrase that. I was so thankful that she didn't commit statutory rape against him again is really how I want to say it. it's not funny, but it's so ridiculous. <laughs> um how about the fact that she's jealous of a 16 year old actively jealous we could see it on her face when she sees them together she's like seething about him being it's, with a 16 year old i can't even talk about it anymore <laughs> so disgusting but the show apparently is not a- afraid of it because how many other inappropriately aged relationships do we see in just this season alone i could not believe when Abby and Jen set their sights on that guy on the boat, the things that come out of his mouth, I wish I had written it down. He says something like, you're different. You're so much more mature than other girls your age. And literally that happens. I think that storyline happens right after Tomorrow Leaves Town. It's like, we ne- there needs to be an inappropriate yes, age relationship going on at the show at all times in order for it to be okay. And that's the same guy that Jen later on is sitting at that table with eating pie, I think, like cherry pie and licking it off their fingers and talking about sexual encounters. Why? I don't want to see anybody do that. I can't. My next note just says reprehensible New York behavior. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is what jen's graham says to her and that we are for sure for sure putting on hats t-shirts tote bags can't get enough it might be tattooed on my body at some point <laughs> i mean that is like the best quote i've ever heard of slide back into your reprehensible new york behavior they use jewel songs i think two separate times in this season and my god did those songs take me back i haven't I don't think I've listened to Jules since the late 90s. So it's such a specific moment in time. That is so true. When Jack is introduced, I only remembered that he was like, not. that's not the only thing I remembered about him, but I thought he was gay from when he came in. So when, when they go to the art museum and they're having like their little like pseudo date, I'm like laughing to myself because I'm thinking like, oh, this doesn't happen. Like they don't get together because he's gay. And then they have a kiss and they get together. And I'm like, oh my God, I completely forgot that all of this happened. Not only do they have a kiss, but it's in silhouette in the moonlight. (laughs) Oh, excuse me. Wait, (laughs) in the light of the full full moon moon. which apparently turns everyone into a a weirdo (laughs) misbehaving lunatic according to dawson (laughs) my favorite part of the entire season is the drawing that joey does of jack that is completely and totally inescapable they show that to us minimum seven times (laughs) the most like cringy thing too i hate yeah. it i was like hips i hate the drawing so much no but- and listen i'm not shaming anybody types no. at all no, but no. the the actual person that the drawing is of does not look like that. It does not have the the shape like it. It doesn't look anything like him. It looks like the it 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 is spot on in being like a 16 year olds go at like a nude drawing because inspired by Titanic. Yes, because the the way it looks is like a generic person laying (laughs) sprawled across a a couch. It's I can't it's the most cringy maybe we should put that on (laughs) t-shirts. Oh my God. It's a singed in my mind. I don't need it on the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> my only note about the dance is crazy shit always happens at a school dance real have you ever been to one that wasn't the most dramatic thing no middle or high schoolers have ever running out of it there's always conversations that go on in the hall fights so and so is crying in the bathroom and everyone knows about it drama is at its height at a school dance (laughs) it's because of the energy yes and it's too much in one concentrated location. Cause another thing I didn't remember is what that they that Jack and Joey fight in the hallway and that Dawson is there. I literally gasped when it, when the, when the, when the camera pans and he's standing there, it was like it was happening for the very first time. I, I completely forgot about it. And him, I was devastated for him. <laughs> I can I I'm yeah. his, a poor little Dawson in his heart. He's trying so hard, and he's being little supportive of Joey and her art, and he's trying to give her the space that she needs. And then she kisses Jack and breaks his heart. <laughs> you are a Dawson apologist this in, this in this season. Yes, I am a Dawson apologist. I understand. I'm not anti-Joey. I'm just a little bit more pro-Dawson. I was shocked that a few episodes later. They all go out and Dawson and Andy get drunk and Dawson has that breakdown at his surprise party. Oh, my God.
1: I wish that my mom never slept with her co-anchor. I wish that my father would stop talking about getting a job and actually go out and get one. (laughs) And I wish that the two of you would stop your petty bickering and at least pretend to be the adults around here. I wish that my best friend, Pacey, would just end this transformation in a do-gooder, A student and an all-around sanctimonious teen angel and just go back to what he does best, which is make me feel good about my life because his is supposed to be worse. And there's Jen with her drunkenness and her revolving boyfriends and her wild, wicked ways. I wanna party with you. <laughs> ah, and there's Jack McPhee. Jack McPhee, who likes guys but doesn't mind stealing my girlfriend. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, starring in his very own version of In and Out. He's in. He's out. He's in. He's out. He's in. He's out. In out. Nice hair, by the way. <laughs> and then, of course, there's my Joey, my sweet, precious Joey. The only 16 year old in the
0: world who needed to
1: find herself.
0: Uh, I couldn't believe what I was witnessing. I actually thought it was some decent acting on the part of James Vanderbeek, too. I thought so too. (laughs) Drunk acting is hard, there is a lot of bad drunk acting that goes on, but his breakdown and yelling at everybody. And I love Joey when she talks to him later in his bedroom and he's like, feeling really bad about it. And he's like,
1: whatever I said, I am so sorry. I was
0: such a... Don't worry about it, Dawson. Dawson. I forgive you.
2: I mean, even you are allowed to make a few mistakes in this world. And I'm sure that everybody else will forgive you eventually, too. You pretty much told the truth
0: anyway.
1: But the way I did it was...
0: (sighs) You told me that Pacey was going to be in a serious relationship this season and... And I was going to be taken by the way that he treats her and the things that he does for her and you were right <laughs> that scene when Pacey and Andy are in the grocery store and her mom is at the checkout counter
2: please
0: let's just go home now okay no I can't mom stop it please oh, it's all over it's all gone
1: hey Miss McPhee remember me Pacey See. Yeah. Yeah, it's me. What are you doing here? You? Picking up some groceries?
2: I don't know. Or I, I don't know.
1: Hey, don't worry about it. You're fine. Just help me pick out a couple things. Uh, hey, <laughs> take out marshmallows. It's a food group all in the sun. Uh,
0: you don't want that.
1: I have some turkey and some roast beef in the fridge. You know, that sounds to me like a triple-decker club sandwich. You make me a sandwich, Ms. McPhee.
0: It's unbelievable. It was so well written. Yeah. So well acted. The way that he treated her with such tenderness and compassion. It's it's unreal. Even when she tells him when he first finds out when he goes home to to pick her up for their date and is talking to his mother, her mother, and all that. And then she comes home and she tells him and they're in her kitchen. She is so emotionally raw and she doesn't know him that well. And he is just so steady and supportive of her and just like holds her and tells her that it's okay. And that she does that. This is too much for her to deal with. And just everything that he says to her in that scene, I was blown away. I mean, she's
2: not always like this, I mean sometimes she's fine. But you just never know. And I'm the only one who can handle her. And sometimes that just gets really hard. Come here. Come here. No. <laughs> Don't pity me, okay? Andy. It's not me. Come here. No. Come here. Come here.
0: It was such an amazing demonstration of how a man can hold space. Mm -hmm. And that goes for their whole relationship. He never tries to like, I mean, except for when things turn, take a turn for the worse. He never tries to tell Andy, like, calm down. Like, don't, it's not that, like, he never discounts her feelings ever. And she has a lot of them and she's going through a lot that he doesn't even understand. And he just allows her to to freak out and to be upset about something or to have an intense emotional reaction. And he always, he never tries to cut that off. He always allows her to have it and then will console her or give her advice or explain to her why that might not be the case but he never tries to tell her that that's not something that she should be feeling when you talk about mitch and Dale, <laughs> okay uh, one of the quotes i have written down for the season is mitch saying to dawson it was a sex slip oh my god i didn't catch that <laughs> I hate Mitch so much. I've never realized how much I hate Mitch until you pointed it out last episode when we talked about how annoying and creepy he is. It makes a lot of sense because that must be where Dawson gets it. <laughs> like when he said
1: And a little Joey Potter doesn't blush. No. And even a little.
0: Ooh. <laughs> god people said the phrase little joey potter too much in that episode too because after he says really? it she says it about herself like a million times i just oh, i can't it's so horrible oh god wait so what did you what we were... <laughs> about mitch and gail and their whole ridiculous relationship this entire season but just go to philly already oh, I, my... <laughs> I can't do this god how about his um What's that That actress? I know her name. I can't think of it. The one from Twin Peaks and from Gilmore Girls. I don't remember her name. But when the teacher comes in and causes all the drama, I was so over it. When he brings her to the wedding and then they're at that dinner, that awkward dinner that they have with Dawson and Joey. And then Gail comes in with you. J- I just was so over it. Too much was devoted to the Gail-Mitch ridiculousness. I was glad Joey put her in her place yes. at that dinner. Out of curiosity, what
2: exactly was the most lacking thing about Dawson's film? Oh, God, do we have to go through this again?
1: Uh, no, we don't. Well,
2: I think we should. we? I'm sorry, Mr. Leary, but there's obviously a serious undercurrent of tension between Dawson and Miss Kennedy. And it seems to me that the only way that they can have peace is to confront the issue that Miss Kennedy finds your son to be completely and totally without talent or ability in any way, shape, or form. No, 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 I didn't say that. What was it that you did say?
0: Yeah, what exactly did you say? I also thought it was so funny that Jen and Gail went to dinner and were talking like they were gal pals friends for twenty years. The same age.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what kind of hope do you hold for you and Mister Larry getting back together? Well, I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't think about it every day. I mean, have you have you tried to get him back? Oh, a few pathetic attempts here and there, but it's pointless, Jen. You can't connive or entice love mm. by definition it has to find its way to you Dawson said that you you got a job offer to go to philadelphia you gonna take that i don't know i'm waiting for that sign sign you know one of those small moments in life that provides some clarity a little occurrence that lets you know where you need to go
0: who you need to be with Yeah, when they make their little pact not to talk about anything and they're just going to have fun and have (laughs) dinner and (laughs) by the fire, the two of them just gabbing it up. Speaking of Jen, one of my favorite quotes of hers this season was, In New York, I was the
2: precocious ingenue.
0: Oh my God. Can Jen stop talking about her... Self, like she's a 50 year old woman reminiscing about the glory days what is happening it was a year ago jen <laughs> what did you think of jen's boyfriend ty could not stand him i couldn't wait for that to be done i knew it didn't did go on you for think very long was creepy yes yes i didn't even understand why jen liked him at all he was always making these like grand speeches to her too. I, it was totally unearned. We like I, I'm like, I don't care about you. Stop talking. Get, get away from me. I didn't get why Jen liked him at all. Around the time when they break up and they have that conversation on her porch, she says to him, I thought this was really good. She says, you have natural God-given impulses that everybody in your life has told you are wrong to follow. And so instead of growing your own conscience, you prefer to drag me
1: through your grief and I'm not going to stand for it. Well,
0: I was like, holy shit. That is progressive as fuck. What year are we in? <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> wow. But I I do have to counter that immediately. I have a quote that Jen says to him when they're breaking up that says, "When I kissed you tonight, that wasn't my
2: desire for something more. It was for something pure." No. Yes.
0: <laughs> Does she mean pure is in a like in a Christian way? No, I no. think it was I think it was just like She wanted to kiss him and he was like oh she's using this as a gateway to sex and she and and she was like that's not why i wanted to kiss you i just wanted to kiss you it wasn't because i wanted sex from you god he was the worst i hated ty but a different breakup though i love when um dawson and joey break up i love what when dawson says But, but, but how can it be over
1: we can't just say i love you for the first time and have it be over
0: I thought it was such a good line reading. When he says it, he is so devastated and raw and shocked at her. Like, they just said, I love you. And then he says, how can it be over? And then she leaves. I thought it was really good. Am I watching you become Team (laughs) Dawson? No. Just wait. Just wait until the next season, okay? (laughs) You'll see where my allegiance truly lies. So the shock of the season. Jack comes out as gay. No. What's, what would be? Oh! <laughs> I was like, what's the shock of the scene? Well, that was a huge episode. We have to talk about that because that was a big deal. And Kevin Williamson, who wrote the show, gave a lot of press about it because um, he talks about the show as... That all of the characters are are him. They all have like some facet of him. And that the only part that was missing for him was his sexuality. He had recently just come out to his family and went through all that. And he wanted to write it into the show. That's so special. Yeah. And he chose Jack to do it with. Because initially they had brought him in to be that foil for Dawson and and Joey, and then he went to the writers and was like, I kind of want to take this in a new direction. I thought he did it so beautifully. Right. And especially for that time. He that he must have been one of the yeah, first openly gay characters on TV. I read it. I wrote it down. He is not the first. All right. Here it is. Here's the article I was looking for. It's the, it's an entertainment weekly article that says Dawson's Creek inside the groundbreaking decision to have Jack come out as gay. So this says that aside from Ricky on my so-called life, there hadn't been an out gay teen on a major network series before. Wow. Oh God. I can't wait for you to fall in love with Ricky. (laughs) This so this is what Kevin Williamson said about it. Every single character has a trait of me in them. They represent who I am. I had just in my 20s gone through the coming out process and had told my parents I was gay. I had taken that whole journey and I wanted a character on the show to represent that journey and to represent that side of me. When I created the show, I knew that's what I wanted, but I was scared to tell people I was still in the closet a bit, even though I was an out man. I was scared to say, this is the character I want to write. This is how I want to express myself. So I created the character and didn't tell anyone he was going to come out of the closet. How many episodes can I cry on? (laughs) When I was watching it, I wasn't really thinking about the context of when it happened. And now hearing you read that makes me think about how many young kids or young teenagers saw themselves in that and felt a little bit safer or a little bit more okay. It's really special, beautiful. And then just to think about how from here on out, Jack is a m- major character and is in the show for the rest of it, and how special it is even after he comes out. And then the episodes following when him and Joey are like sitting at the at the lunch table and talking and their and their friends after they literally and they talk, they have that conversation where Jack's like,
1: "How completely bizarre is this?" You know. A month ago we were dating and um you
2: know, I know. I admit it's a little strange. Does it bother you?
1: Actually, um I don't know. You
0: Oh, it doesn't bother me. They accept him so quickly and they're also kind to him, and it's so incredibly important and special. And when they're at that craft fair festival type Please. thing. And Joey tries to set him up with that guy, and he says...
2: He wanted to meet you after the fair, so I told him you'd be by the fire to love him. You what? Why? Because (sighs) he's nice and smart and attractive. I mean, what's your problem? Just go out with him.
1: You know, just because there happens to be a a second homosexual in Cape Side, it doesn't mean that I'm obligated to go out with
0: him, Joey. So many little things like that that were so important for all straight people to see. Yeah, but speaking of that craft fair, the vibes of that fair... (laughs) I wanted ten episodes to take place there. The twinkle lights in those trees. I thought it was so funny that they were doing all this on what looked like the very, very edge of oh, a little tiny piece of land that just fell straight into the water. There was, there was the the booths were set up like two and a half feet from the water. No fencing, nothing. Just a bench teetering on the edge. I didn't even see that. Actually, the note that I had about the location was it was the very first time it looked like it might have been a place in Mass- in <laughs> yeah. Massachusetts to me. It It's actually cold. You could yeah, see the breath. Totally. And it looked, it just like that cozy craft fair energy when they're outside. And I love Joey's outfit that she's wearing that like big chunky brown hat and an oversized coat. I think she looked adorable. I loved it. Yeah. I love that episode. I think that might that's one of my favorites of the season. Another thing I loved, which I can't believe you have not mentioned, is the Joey model montage that happens in that episode, where she goes with the guy that that hits on her, and and she wears all those clothes and does that photo shoot. She looked amazing. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes. I wonder if those photos exist as stills out there somewhere. Oh my God, I hope. When she's wearing the le- the big leopard fur and she's like slinked in that chair, please. I was really stressed out during that scene because at that point we don't know that the photographer is gay. Mm-hmm. And I was so glad that Jack was with her because it. I was scared of it going in a very different direction. And how cute was Jack when he's like, I'm meeting him in an hour. Where? The
2: community arts building. I guess there are some costumes and stuff backstage. What do you know about this guy? Nothing. He's an artist. He's he's different. He's life experience. Maybe I'll learn something from him. Yeah, like what? The higher of French kissing? It's not about that, Jack. It's about me expanding my horizons. I'm having an adventure. I'm having fun.
1: Yeah, and I'm going with you.
0: No, there's no argument. I mean, this guy could be like a a tall, dark psychopath. I love Jack. Oh, and then in that episode is when Jen gets grams ready for her date. And then the guy ends up being married. I was so upset. But they were so cute. I love when she's getting her ready and she's doing her hair and her makeup. And then, oh, I hope she was going to keep some elements of her updated look. I can't believe that episode was in this season. It felt like such a journey to get through the season that a lot happened in it i was just reading some other notes that we already stuff we already talked about and it's crazy that all this happened in one season so now we could talk about what you brought up the big shock somebody dies abby (laughs) your face right now it's interesting that they chose to kill off a character that it was ostensibly the villain of season one and two where she like Was tormenting them and mean like such a choice that the show made to kill Abby. How did you feel about her character beforehand? I could not stand her. I hated Abby. (laughs) I thought she was so annoying. I don't like all that stuff with her and Jen at the beginning of the season when they're just being reckless and annoying. I just, I'm not an Abby fan. Some of the stuff she does and says is really. Yeah vicious. I agree. And like, and also like when, after she dies and her mom says to Andy that she used to talk about her all the time, like obviously, but then we, but then we hear in her journal that that's not even what was really going on, but that's she was (laughs) saying to her mom, but yeah, there, I mean, there are glimpses where I felt bad for her, but for the most part, not a fan. I was very, very shocked that they killed her. I'm sure you were because the show did not prepare us in any way that they were ever (laughs) going to go in that direction. (laughs) i didn't even think it was the kind of show where something like that would happen and i will tease that this is not the last death oh no the scene right after i think it's after the funeral and all that Mm -hmm. where all six of them are in dawson's room watching a movie piled on the bed and hanging out and eating popcorn and stuff yeah and then they get into a pillow fight (laughs) it was so Cozy and it made me think of those days of being younger and just hanging out with your group of friends. It was just such a good moment. I agree. And actually, this has nothing to do with the kind of moment you're talking about, but it gave me such that feeling of being 16. And and the similarly, the episode where they all are on the brink of maybe having sex, and then the next episode is like the who done it. The Jack and Joey stuff in that episode. I got such a feeling of being 16. How they're like awkward. There is some sexual tension going on between them, so like it is a little spicy, but then also <laughs> it's just so awkward and they're weird. I was blown away at how much it made me instantly feel like I am 16 right now watching the show. I have a question for you. Sure. When you were that age, were you afraid of having sex? No, but but also because I, in high school, really didn't... I didn't have any relationships or I didn't really have any interactions with boys. So I think it just really wasn't on my mind that much. Mm -hmm. I had a really close-knit group of friends and we were always together, but we were all girls. So... And the only other... And the only guy we were ever around was gay. So I never really, like, thought about it that much, if that's weird to say, it just never No, not moved. at all. Yeah. It wasn't something that I thought too much about. And then as you got a little older, when it became something that you were thinking about, uh-huh. did you feel scared? I think they, the reason why I'm saying scared is I think they actually use that word. Yeah. Um, only a little. How about with you? Is it like a feeling you identified with or you or no? I, I thought about it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a little bit different for me because the person that I ultimately had sex with the first time was my boyfriend for like six months before Mm. we did. Mm -hmm. I think I just was sort of like, I know that I'm not ready now. And when I am ready, I will be. Mm -hmm. And then when I was ready, I was just like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. I was much older. So I wasn't, I didn't have that like teenage nervous energy. Mm. I think about it because I felt ready because it was like a little bit later than a lot of people. You were like, let's do it. Yes, that's exactly (laughs) it. (laughs) I was like, anybody out there ready? (laughs) My next note is way later on, so I don't know if you have anything else. Um, I just, I didn't realize how late this episode was. The one that we already talked about where they're all at dinner, Dawson's parents and everybody. Isn't Reunited being Mitch and Gail's song a little on the nose? couldn't the writers (laughs) could the writers not have thought of a different song to be are you kidding me they were exhausted by that point (laughs) come on reunited is their song the first song somebody threw out of that writer's room they were like got it let's go let's go oh my god i was just it's the the worst Um, I'm good for late notes because I don't have anything else written down. When Joey has that scene with her dad. I forgot that this even, even though it happened <laughs> at the end of the season, I forgot that all this Joey and her dad stuff happened. And she lifts her shirt up and she's wearing a wire. I was like, what show am I watching? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I actually thought that Katie Holmes' acting in that scene prior to the lifting of the shirt was pretty good. I thought she was playing sad well, where she was really upset and she asked him, like, why he he was dealing drugs again. I thought it was a really well-played moment for her. Are
2: you dealing drugs again?
1: Yes.
0: Why?
1: Joey, I wish I had an answer for you. I wanted to provide for my family. Not just survive, but provide. But I thought if I just made a little extra money, get ahead, then maybe there'd be a chance for us. Yeah,
2: but you served your time. I mean, you were supposed to start a new life.
1: I wanted to, Joey. But what you don't understand is the burden that I felt. We
2: were a burden?
1: Not you, you girls are my gift. The burden was self-inflicted. Ever since I moved back in here with you, I have been haunted by the knowledge that I have failed you.
0: I thought the guy who played her dad was actually pretty good too. Yeah, me too. I, I sort of made fun of him a little in the first in our first episode about him sobbing at the fence. Yeah, I, I would, not that he not that a man was crying. No, like, that's fine. But yeah. the way he was doing it in the fact yeah. that it, it was offense, it, yes. Silly, <laughs> but but I thought the way he cried this time was a little bit more realistic, mm-hmm. and it really made sense for the scene. And totally. yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good scene between the two of them. It it was gut wrenching, really. To yeah. watch her do that, I understand why she did it, but I don't know what I would have done in that situation. I know part of me thought that she was after they were crying and talked it through a little. I thought she was going to say run. Go get your stuff and go. Oh my God. Wait, I actually feel like I, that would have been so much better. I was waiting. I was bracing and waiting for that. They thinking. should have done that. I was thinking about how many seasons she was going to be talking about. I think my dad might be in Virginia oh or I think my, my dad. God. So when she lifted her shirt, it was so. So far out of what I was expecting. They messed that up. They a hundred (laughs) percent should have done that. I can actually like hear her saying, get your things and go. Uh, That is a mistake. That was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) And then when she goes out to Dawson afterward, I thought that was the best acting she's done the whole show so far. When she says, I hope one day that I will be able to forgive my
2: father for all this. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to forgive myself. But I know that I will never forgive you. You see, Dawson, there are certain circumstances that love cannot overcome. And from now on, I don't
0: want to know you and i thought he was really great too yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, <can't laughs> I did it. i think yeah. like i and i was shocked at his reaction to that he like took a page out of the pacey witter book and was like you know what fine you can have this one i will see you around joe is what he says see you joey it's so good. He did that. He handled that so well. Yeah. And I think he handled the stuff before that really well too. Like when he first sees that her dad has the drugs in the ice house and then like he's not sure what to do. And then he asks his I love when he asks his mom the advice and he's not giving specifics and he's like
1: What do you do when you know something really bad about someone who's really close to someone you care about? Do you tell the someone that you care about or do you just try and forget that you know the bad thing? How
2: bad is bad?
1: Let's say beyond bad. Bad.
2: Well, then you have two choices. You can either tell the someone that you really care about what the someone they really care about has done, or you can go straight to the someone who has done the bad thing and confront them directly in the hopes that they'll do the right thing.
0: And then- When he finally does have to tell them after the fire happens and he does tell his parents and they're like, you have to go to the police. Like, I thought they handled the whole situation 100% perfectly. I feel really, really, really heartbroken for Joey. I know. Because she had just gone through it with him at the wedding and all that stuff and they had made so much progress. Yeah. She was having so many complicated feelings about him being back just in general. And then, like, they had moved through that and she was moving into a place where she was going to be okay with him and so happy that he would be around. Is this going to affect her relationships throughout the rest of the show? Yeah. In terms of trusting men? Yeah. I'm having trouble remembering if they, like, specifically call it out, like the show often does, where they really come out and say what everyone's feeling pretty directly I don't know if they make the connection to her and I also don't remember what happens with her dad I don't Mm. know like if he comes back again or what happens there I don't remember but a hundred percent it affects her relationships as it already had I mean I feel like it already prior to him coming back even last season when her and Dawson are struggling at the end of the season with their feelings and everything that goes on with her dad. Then it's affecting her. Between that and losing her mom the way she did, like yeah, she's had to overcome a lot. All right, I have two final quotes that just need to be highlighted. (laughs) One is Joey saying, "I'm just wrestling with my hormones
2: like everyone else." Oh
0: God! (laughs) And the worst one of maybe the whole show so far (laughs) is Dawson saying to Joey. You're blossoming And it's amazingly sexy. Oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> they say honestly, blossoming. Ew, please. Oh, god, ew, it's please. So gross. And it's amazingly sexy. Ew, ew. <laughs> the fact, the oh. fact that her the fact that her blossoming is you know. so sexy is so <laughs> repulsive. <laughs> Oh, God almighty. All right. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone who you think might like it too. And uh, give us a five-star review on iTunes and on Spotify. Till next time. Bye.